Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was something out there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi everyone, I'm Kama, and you can find me at Kama Splice on Blue Sky, and today I'm joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky, I am Chicky on Blue Sky. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, uh, GD Harpo, somehow still on Twitter. Hey, someone has to be there, Devin. Someone, <laughs> someone has to hold things down. <laughs> All right. So, um, as always, if you're joining us for the first time, we spoil everything, show and books. Um, I think trigger warning for violence. And today we are talking about Aria 11 from A Storm of Swords. And by the way, we are more than halfway through the book. Um, so this Can we is, just say, Arya has so many chapters in this book, you guys. A so ton many chapters. of chapters. <laughs> it is a very Arya-heavy book. Which I'm it not is. opposed to. It's just a little heartbreaking. Yeah, um, it is heartbreaking. I don't know if she actually has more page time because a lot of her chapters are tiny, but she definitely has so many chapters. Yeah, and this is a super short chapter. And I think what I'm going to do, because I believe we've got some mail, and it probably makes sense for me to just do the quick run through of what happens in the chapter and then we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, they, because it's like snap your fingers and it's over. Yeah. It's it's there's not a lot going on. I mean, what there is is choice, but um, Arya and the Hound have arrived in the middle of the slaughter of the Red Wedding. Uh, it's chaos. Sander realizes what's happening before she is. It sounds absolutely horrible. Um, the Boltons and the Frey contingent have set the feast tents with the people inside them on fire. Which yeah, right there. Um, war crimes. Yeah, war crimes on top of war crimes. And and Sanders probably having all kinds of PTSD. Um, on top of it, um, Arya at some point looks down. She realizes like Sanders, you know, she's got a chance to kill him. And there's this moment where she looks down and she's got this rock in her hands that she doesn't remember picking up, and she's for like she doesn't know who to throw it at. Um. Sandor is fighting three guys. She's trying to figure out what's going on. She's confused as to why the Freys are attacking, given that her uncle is going to be marrying one of them and they're supposed to be Rob's friends. Um, then she's all of a sudden being charged at by a guy on a horse. She throws the rock at him. It doesn't um, hurt him, but it does stop the horse from charging at her. But he's still coming for her when... Sandor, who has managed to acquire an axe somehow, um, kills him. And she learns that Rob is dead. Um, She realizes that the camp is, I think, uh, the quote is a butcher's den, is what she describes it as. Oh, God. Um, And there's this, this short little passage I wanted to read because it just tears your heart out. Um. And, you know, that's what we're here for. Uh, Yeah, that's the only reason you read these books, because you want someone to tear your heart out. 
Yeah. Exactly. Arya had mud in her teeth and her face was wet. Rain. It's only rain. That's all it is. We're here, she shouted. Her voice sounded thin and scared, a little girl's voice. Rob's just in the castle and my mother. The gate's even open. There were no more phrase writing out. I came so far. We have to go get my mother. And, you know, Sanders, I, I mean, it's just, like I said, it tears your heart out. And Sandor is like yelling at her, you got to choose. You go with him or you die. That's basically it. And she starts running. Um, she runs for the, the gate and the drawbridge. And um, she looks back and the hound who is on Stranger, I believe, um, they're chasing after her. And I'm going to quote from this passage. And then again, we can talk about the chapter. And Arya ran. Not for her brother now, not even for her mother, but for herself. She ran faster than she had ever run before, her head down and her feet churning up the river. She ran from him as Micah must have run. His axe took her on the back of the head. So that's the chapter. Oh, God. There's, you know, for such a short chapter, it is obviously, I mean, you know, this is like, the, the conclusion of the Red Wedding section of the book. So obviously it's very emotional, but there are some really cool things. Like there's kind of this dichotomy where when, when Ari is like trying to figure out like, do I throw this rock at Sander or do I throw it at one of the Frey guys? You know, she's having this crisis. She hates Sander. She wants him dead, but she suddenly doesn't want him dead. And she's clearly trying to grapple with that. And then you kind of get this, the feeling that Sander goes through the same thing at the end of the chapter when it's like, he could just let her run in there and get herself killed. And you you can almost sense him behind her having this moment of crap. I can't just let her die and going and grabbing her. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, because he says, and it was part of what you know, Carmen was reading that you ha- you have the choice: either go or. And she takes off running, and like you were saying, Chicky, like you can like see him like having that conversation with himself, like ah, fuck, I gotta go get her. Yeah. Well, and like the, when you think about like we know how he is about fire. They have like they have they have taken structures mm-hmm. and they have set that all of that has got to be spooking the hell out of him too. Like he's got to want to be, you know, anywhere but there. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Um, oh, so another thing, I meant to stop you at the beginning. I forgot. There is this part at the beginning where. Um, Arya says she can hear a wolf howling mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah. not sure if it's in her head or, or like inside her. And it's like, Oh God, like she must've been like connected somehow to Rob or, or Grey Wind. I don't even know what was, was going on, but it's just like, just kind of speaking of tearing your heart out. Just like, Oh God. Yeah. And it, like it says the sound shivered through Arya like a knife sharp with rage and grief. That, oh, oh my goodness. And you can just feel it. <laughs> There's just so much know. going on. And that, like when she's like, thinks that her voice sounds like a little girl. I'm like, you are a little girl. This is, yeah. not, <laughs> you know, this is not normal. This should not be happening to you. This is, you know. And one of the things, um, I didn't read the full cat chapter because, of course, the cat chapter is right before this, the actual Red Wedding. But I did read like part of the end of it just to lead into this and just the way this chapter plays with that one, um, particularly with the reigns of Castamere. Um, when Arya realizes she knows the song, but of course, she's not going to have 
the same recognition that Kat does um, with the song and like what that actually means and what's happening in that moment. Um, but she repeats the lines because I think it was Tom 07. She like remembered him singing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost it reads almost like a song fic. <laughs> the way that the, the way that the lyrics are going along with the what's happening on in each paragraph. Yeah, and I didn't mention it, but like she's she's hearing the music as it all because it, it's like it is it's literally like this is being like you know there's a soundtrack going on um, until towards the end when it starts to she's like she just hears the beat of like a single drum, um, you know. Oh, it's God. it's a fast little chapter. There's like it's just all chaos and hell and. I mean, and there's then, one page turn, but so much goes on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, this is I love it though when George does this one of it with an event where he has more than one POV character, where you get this kind of staccato, you know, like da 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 da. You're getting this POV. You're getting this POV, and you're kind of getting a, a fuller, yeah, you know, look at the event from from different sides. But oh god, this is so heartbreaking because you already know that they're all dead. Yeah, and just so close so close which you can really feel from her at the end of the chapter even though as you said chicky we know that they're already dead but like you can just feel it from her that that last bit of hope um at the and end denial of the chapter. and denial yes because yeah. i think she she absolutely like she knows but i'm right here i'm right here yeah but i mean it's such a i mean she wants her mother <laughs> yeah yeah um and, and safety and everything else that this has represented for her, an end to this horrible journey she's been on, you know, right. like, oh, it's well, just... I think it's like, you keep telling yourself, right? And she's been telling herself, even if we haven't heard her literally think this, but I think it's the, I just need to get to this point, and then it's going to be okay. If I can just get through this, it'll be okay. Except, you know, it's not. <laughs> yeah. There's no end. There's never an end for this poor kid. So I think we have mail. Yes, we do. Um, so we have a few pieces of mail. So our first one um, from I Dream of Spring on Discord. Um, on your first read, did any of you think Sandor had actually killed Arya when he hit her with the axe at the end of the chapter? <laughs> I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. God. I think at that point I was spoiled enough to not go there. Like I had heard that wasn't she his wife's, one of his wife's favorite characters or something like that. I'd had, and I think I had a sense that she wasn't going to get it there, but that's a logical conclusion. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was reading this and getting ready to start the show, but I'd already read through this bit, but I knew enough, kind of like you, Kama, like I'd kind of been spoiled enough to know that she wasn't dead. But I do remember reading that and being like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like it did startle me when that happened. Well, especially because it's an axe. It's an not axe. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm assuming he hit her with like the butt of the axe or something and not, you know, but like if the way it's written, it could be like he mm -hmm. split her head open. You know, we don't. <laughs> I'm just going to say I definitely fell for a bunch of George's fake outs. I honestly, it's kind of like disturbing. I cannot remember because it's been so goddamn long <laughs> since the first time I read it. I honestly, I mean, I'm closing in on 
two decades here. Oh, I honestly can't remember. I can't, I can't remember if I fell for it. All right. Our uh, next piece of mail from Savick on Gmail. I noticed on the reread that George uses the song Reigns of Casimir to give a hint for a parallel timing of Catelyn's last chapter, Red Wedding chapter, and the following Aria chapter, and I really enjoyed it as a little artistic trick. In the end, I found myself thinking whether it would have been theoretically possible if Arya had managed to get inside that she would have seen Catelyn alive at least for just a moment, probably just to watch her die, though. If the Hound would have gone into the castle with her, was there a slight chance they could have gotten there before Catelyn was dead? I guess not, right? Oh, gods. This whole stuff is just hard to read and reread. On my first read after this chapter, I almost decided to take a break from the book because it was so depressing. I guess it was just the Jamie and Brienne storyline that kept me going. <sighs> I, I, uh, I don't see a way for that to, like, I mean... Arya could be even more traumatized, I guess, and see her die. Yeah, I don't think there's a chance they could have saved her. I mean, uh, there's so much stuff we've talked about this that would have had to happen before. I, I, I think, think I think we've done this hypothetical. If Brienne had been there, I think we've done this hypothetical many times, and I just several you know, like, times would so. Yeah. Nobody was saving anybody in that mess. They were locked in with way too many people ready to kill them. There was no, just would have meant Arya either dead or a prisoner. And yes, much more traumatized even than she already is. <laughs> yes. And our, and so our other two questions, like there are two other questions that revolve around this as well. Cardinal girl 75 on discord. Um, what happens if Arya gets away from the hound? Is she killed in the frenzy? Is just another Stark? Does she become another hostage or does she end up being sent North to marry Ramsey Bolton? And then Buck O'Hare also asks, what happens if Arya... Well, actually, well, actually we can do that one for, uh, first. Um, and then I'll go to Buck O'Hare. I think it depends on who finds Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what happens from there is based on who finds her. Is it just someone who's killing indiscriminately? Or is it someone of note who knows of everything else at play? Um, that this this is a Stark, a highborn... Uh, a daughter of the Starks. And so the, this holds power. Keep in mind, people have been mistaking her quite recently as being a boy. As a boy, yes. Including Roos. Including, including Roos. I mean, who had her in close contact and of all people, you know, who had clearly been, he'd been at Winterfell at least once because Theon remembers him being there. Right. So it it would take somebody recognizing who she is figuring out who she belongs to and then having the wherewithal in the heat of the moment to make a reasoned decision about what to do. And clearly that didn't happen because they killed Catelyn, who I think, you know, that was probably not the ideal plan, right? No, 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 that not was not the plan. And I mean, is there anyone there who's going to know who she is? She's not wearing any sigil. She's not even dressed like a high, a girl, let alone a highborn person. I mean, it could get. Dude, I don't even think Edmure has seen Arya before. There are very few people who actually know what she looks like. like. Yeah. It it would have to be her telling somebody, this is who I am. And I just, I don't think she would even, I don't know if she would even get that chance. It would have to be someone also willing to, who does she, you know, like, cause you can tell. Mm -hmm. 
Sir Random so-and-so or some thug, they're not going to know. It needs somebody to, you know, who has the wherewithal to understand the import of that and also to believe her. Yeah, well, and at this point, her life experiences have trained her that she really can't trust most of the Northmen any more than anyone else. Right. You know, she's having she's having that moment. She's like, no, wait, the Freys are serving Rob. Why, why are they enemies? But it doesn't stop her from throwing the rock, you know, <laughs> like... She's kind of figured out she can't really trust anyone. So I doubt she would volunteer. And I just don't mm-hmm. think there's anyone who would know her who wouldn't already have been killed. There might have been some among Rob's men, obviously, but they're gone. And I think it would be like if they had gotten there early enough and if, you know, Rob and her mother had seen her and recognized her and like people had then known who she is, then, you know, horrible is the Ramsey Bolton scenario. That's pretty nightmarish. Um, The other options are not good either. I mean, she could have gotten killed and the hostage thing is just as bad. I mean, clearly, you know, it's not like Walter Frey is a guy who clearly respects anybody. I mean, we'll learn in one of the other chapters we're recording today, what he, you know, (laughs) does with dead bodies. So, yeah, well, I wasn't she isn't she betrothed to little Walder at this point? Little one, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. one of the one Walders, of I can't remember. He was like he was at um, Elmer. She's re, she's Elmer. Um, is that who it is? Yeah. And I think I think that's already off the cards because oh, uh, is it? Bruce talks about it with. Um, oh, yeah. With Jamie. With Jamie. I think that had all been like once they had decided for sure what they were going to do, all of that's. Now, okay, let's assume that someone had found her, believed her, or recognized her, or whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure Walter Frey would rather it be one of his family who goes to Winterfell to claim it rather than Ramsay. But um, yeah. You know, I don't know if he'd have, I mean, keep in mind, he's, he's dealing with Bruce there and Bruce may, you know, have other ideas. So I don't know. I, either way, I don't think she comes off well. I, I don't. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, our next question was from Buck O'Hare on Discord. And he asks, what happens if Arya and the Hound arrive later? Hmm. I don't know. Probably, probably Man. Sander would have realized much sooner and not really gone near there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they would have. guess. So let's say later is like when they're cleaning up, you know, literally cleaning up post, you know, there's probably people talking about it. He would have heard. <laughs> and I think they would have gotten the hell out of there. They're in no position to, like, attack or do anything like that. I mean, they're. God, you know what? I'll tell you what I do remember about my first read of this book (laughs) is just how bleak things feel at this moment. Like after this Arya thing and everything, it just you're just like, oh, God, nothing good is happening. (laughs) Nothing good can happen. Uh, And you really feel that. Uh, if you even think about any other scenarios here, like it all just ends poorly. Poor, yeah, nothing good. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, our last piece of mail um, for this episode, Savick from Gmail. Um, they say, hey, lovely people. It feels like Lot hasn't been on the podcast for a long time, right? I miss her. I know she said she is out whenever Brienne is 
is getting killed, but hey, Brienne is still alive as far as we know. We all miss Lot. Lot has had a very big career year. I wish I could tell you guys how big, um, but a massive career year. And she just, she's dying to get back on the podcast. She's trying to she's trying to work it into her schedule. So hopefully soon. Fingers crossed. All right. And with that, um, if you would like to send us a message, you can do so at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. You can also email us at close the door and at gmail.com. And for the moment, I think we're still on Twitter um, at door podcast. Uh, please like and review us wherever you listen, as it really helps new listeners find the podcast. Um, I'm just going to point out it's been over a year since we've gotten a review on iTunes. So has it really? Is that a yeah. bad thing? No, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm just saying if anyone knew, you know, it would be great. Um, and we also especially want to thank our supporters on Patreon who keep the podcast going. Uh, if you would like to be one of our Patreons, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash close the door. And with that, I'm closing the door. Get out. Oh my God, Devin, I just realized you don't know. You'll never guess who Lot got to meet two weeks ago. Uh, she was at a conference, like basically, uh, like, uh, indigenous like film conference and she got to meet new kaka costa waldo and nikolai uh, oh yeah yeah oh isn't that God, insane amazing <laughs> yeah yeah oh, oh my so god cool. yeah no it's really cool uh it's insanely cool actually yeah she was really pumped oh i can imagine goodness yeah <laughs> well and i guess in her job it sounds like she's a really big deal so. She is a big deal. She's running like that huge film festival. Yeah. Imaginative. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Good, good. All right. Should we break this one and yep. go to the next one? All right. Yep.